Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Sean Inspires podcast. I have one of the most amazing accountants who's been in the industry for over 25 years. I have sitting in with us today as we discuss wealth and wisdom, how to manage and balance it all. So I'm just going to start and give you guys a little bit of background information about Janai D. Thornton. Janai D. Thornton has more than 25 years of experience in the accounting profession and entertainment industry. She is the founder and CEO of Envision Business Management Group. EBMG, as it says, provides accounting, tax, tour accounting, and logistics and other financial-related services for artists, producers, songwriters, actors, record labels, and management companies. She is currently the financial expert for the nationally syndicated Ricky Smiley Morning Show, Willie Moore Jr. Show, and Morning Hustle. She is also featured regularly on W on WXIA 11 Alive in Atlanta and the BNC Black News Channel. Janai is also the founder of Thank Me Later, an online financial education platform specifically focused on teaching Black women about money. Within the Thank Me Later community, Black women learn exactly what financial topics they need to focus on each month, what they need to do, and how to do it. Thank Me Later includes a mix of inspiring content, interviews, courses, and tools to navigate through every phase of life that has a financial impact. Janai received a Master's of Science in Taxation from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Campaign and a Bachelor's of Science in Accounting from North Carolina A&T State University. She began her professional career as a tax accountant with the internationally accounting firm KPMG in Atlanta, Georgia. Janai realized she had a passion for teaching while teaching accounting as a professor at Spelman College. In addition to building her practice and the Thank Me Later community, she is very active in her community. She holds board positions at the Willie A. Deese Business School at North Carolina A&T, Zoe Empowers, and Wilfo Foundation, and is also active on the community outreach team for Impact Church. Having been adopted, Janai is a big advocate for adoption. Janai is also an active member of AKA Sorority, Black Entertainment and Sports Lawyers Association, and the Georgia Society of CPAs. In her spare time, she enjoys swimming, training for triathlons, and gardening. Janai has been married for 26 years and has two adult sons. Janai, this is an impressive resume, but I would like for you to just give us a little bit about yourself. Tell the audience a little bit about you. Hey, Sean, thank you for having me. Listen, I don't know if there's anything else for me to say. (laughs) You have covered it all. Uh, You know, it's interesting as I sat here and listened to you um, read my bio, I just kept thinking about what it didn't say. Um, It didn't talk about um, me being, um, having my first child, getting pregnant at 20, you know, my junior year of college and having my first child at 21. And my resume didn't talk about how long my husband and I financially struggled. And it didn't talk about how hard it was financially when I first started my business. So, you know, I do, I appreciate the accolades and it all sounds good, but I'm thinking about everything else, you know, that wasn't included that I think absolutely provides some color and some insight as to who I am for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love the transparency. And I believe the listening audience, because Sean Inspires is a diverse audience, and we love to have guests on that are open and relatable about their journey. And I I love that you opened up to share that struggle, because many times, 
In many leaders' lives, when they reach levels of success and wealth and prosperity, they do not want to bail that portion. So I commend you and give you a high five through the airways for doing that. So it's 2022. And let's just kick it off or let's get right into it. So what are some of the things that individuals and families regarding finances, what should they really be focusing on right now at the top of the year? You know, a lot of times in January, the top of the year, people want to just kind of go. And really, I think the first real step, Sean, is to is to reflect and to assess And what I mean by that is, where are you? So it's kind of like, think about it two different ways. You know, like when you go get your annual physical, your doctor doesn't immediately start prescribing things and telling you do this or don't do this. They first, they kind of get a feel for where are you? You know, they're getting all your vitals and your your labs and all that stuff back. Once they have the picture, then they can tell you what you should or should not be doing. And so money is essentially the same thing. This is a good time to assess where you are, you know, get on that um, scale. And what's your credit score? How much money do you have saved? You know, what's in your investment or retirement accounts? Um, How, what happened last year? What were your wins or your losses? Um, Have you met your goals? Like, where are you? Because that will determine what you should focus on. And it'll also determine if you have anything urgent that you need to be dealing with, you know, because there's urgent, there's important. Then there's that stuff, you know, those financial things. Oh, to be, you know, whenever I get to it, it's fine. But knowing where you are first can help you determine, again, the priorities and level of urgency. I love the priority and level of urgency. That's key, guys. I, I take those notes. I'm loving this already. It's, it's powerful information. Um, so let's talk a little bit about when we talk about financial goals and, and, and setting, would you say, I know everyone has their own rhythm, uh, but I want to know from the expert, my expert who's on with us today, uh, in regards to financial goal setting, do you think it should be annual goal set or quarterly goal set or either of them work? What, what do you prefer? What do you suggest to the audience? Um, I like to think about it this way. I like to see people have one goal for now, which is this year. Um, I like to see people have a goal for something that's soon. That's within two to five years. Um, and then I like to see everybody have a goal for later, five plus years. And so, I love that. Be, and the reason why I say that is we don't want to lose sight of what's important to us soon and later. So if you want to retire in 10 years, you can't wait until the 10th year to get focused on that. So again, now, soon, later, and you can take that current goal and really double down and get focused on that in this particular year. What are the things that you can do over the course of the year um, in order to guide you there? See, I think, Sean, that's really fundamentally the challenge I think that people have with money is they know what they want to accomplish. They're not sure what Mm -hmm. to do. So they end up not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. So would you say it's uh, almost like a fear uh, in in that regard to setting projections or goals? Uh, I, I just need a little bit more insight on that. Yeah, I think there's a there's a tremendous amount of fear when it comes to money. 
And it's whether it's past experiences, whether it's just lack of information or ignorance, um, whether you have had um, some money trauma, you know, maybe you've lost a job or maybe you had um, a period of time where you got into debt. You know, a lot of times when we have those unresolved things, that fear, that will keep us from setting the goals that we want or need to set. And it certainly will impact our ability to take action. Wow, amazing, amazing. And, you know, this is a conversation that recently has been spreading in the wind with a lot of individuals doing as as many periodicals and magazines have said, the great resignation. And we see the upsurging of so many entrepreneurs, which is wonderful, right. especially in the African-American community. Right. And in, in what way, because you are an accountant, you own your own firm, you've been in business for a long time. When it comes to that part of salary negotiations, why is it that so many people get very uncomfortable about going to the table in negotiating their salaries? Well, again, I, I think, honestly, I think it's just ignorance. I, I think people don't know what's involved in a negotiation, you know, and, and first and foremost, anything like that requires some preparation. So it, it's not a knee-jerk reaction. I think it's all about, um, you know, knowing about your company, um, knowing about the competitors, um, being very clear on what you've contributed. Uh, you know, it, it's data driven. It's not emotionally driven. A lot of times I think people are leading with their emotions versus really just leading with some facts. And as an employer, you come to me with facts, you know, show me um, what points you've put on the board, you know, how you've contributed. Um, I completely respect that very differently than someone just kind of walking down the hallway and coming in and saying, hey, I deserve, I want, based on what facts. And Sean, I'm happy that you um, even mentioned the great resignation. Um, I'm very pro-entrepreneurship. You know, I'm happy to see people have a time to take advantage of COVID and do some reflecting and want to pivot and make some changes. But that too requires some planning and preparation. I am an entrepreneur who quit my job too early. Um, I didn't have a plan and I suffered greatly because of it. And so for those people who are considering it or, or have already done it, you know, are you going to step down, meaning go from full-time work to part-time work? Are you going to just, you know, quit and leave? What are you doing about your benefits? Um, what are you willing to give up in your lifestyle if, if you aren't able to generate as much revenue as you need? How much revenue do you need? Do you need to pay off any debt before you leave? Quitting requires a plan. Unless you're just, you know, just wealthy, quitting requires a plan. And if you live with somebody else, you know, married, have children, whatever it is, what conversations have you had with the people that you live with? Because there's very serious impact on that. When I quit my job too early without a plan, very significant impact on my marriage. You know, we had two young children. We were struggling. My husband was looking at me like, what the heck is going on? Um, <laughs> I should have had a plan. I should have been able to articulate that to say, hey, you know, best case scenario, this is what's going to happen. 
but I didn't have a plan for the worst case scenario. I didn't have a plan. So that way I would have already known how to adjust and pivot. Mm. Y'all hear that audience? It's great that you're stepping into that next call of leadership, entrepreneurship, but make sure that you have a plan. Janai, I love that. So now that we, we, you posted something on Instagram and I saw it just a few days ago and I thought it was so powerful in the sense that I added it in, in one of your uh, segment interview questions. You, you put out there, um, what is the age that we should allow a teenager to have credit card? And my question <laughs> to you, because we, <laughs> we want to make sure that we are empowering our generations. And when I saw that, it was so on point. And so what would you say for the students coming out of high school, getting ready to go into college, for those that are exiting, what are some of the golden nuggets as you have had many that you've shared already in this interview? What are some of the golden nuggets that could possibly help some of those individuals avoid the pitfall of overconsumption of debt, high uh, loan rates, and right. all of those different dynamics that go with all of us having been in college and coming right. out. Right. Well, Sean, let me tell you where that post came from. So, you know, one thing that I love about what I do, I'm able to talk to so many people and I started getting a little concerned as I started talking to more parents who could not retire when they wanted to, could not live how they wanted to, couldn't live where they wanted to, couldn't travel how they wanted to because of the amount that they are supporting their young adult children. And I said, this is absolutely like an epidemic here. This is crazy. And so the, the reason for that post was, what are the things that we can do to begin to get young adults financially independent? Off of the paycheck, off of the parents' paycheck, uh, payroll rather, and financially independent. And see, one thing too that I realized, and Sean, probably same thing for you, I don't know how much your parents prepared you to be financially independent. I know my mom wanted to not have to pay for things for me anymore, but was she very intentionally, you know, exposing me to things related to credit, debt, taxes? insurance, budgeting. No, it was just like, okay, you're at this age, you go girl. There was a lot of figuring it out. And so that's where that post essentially came from is really beginning to engage with parents to say, hey, this is a multi-tier process to get young people financially independent. So yes, um, who doesn't have an experience with debt in college? You know, credit card debt, student loan debt. Um, it is kind of scary to me the amount of debt now that young people are in, um, be it credit card debt um, or student loan debt. You know, talking to young people now who have six figures of student loan debt, that doesn't even surprise me anymore. And mm. it's become so normal now. You know, I am clutching the my pearls yes. just in shock, you know, when a person tells me, oh, I have one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, I, I have eighty five thousand dollars. 
You know, I have talked to people, particularly who went to professional school, you know, law school, medical school, over $300,000 in debt. Don't even blink an eye about that. That is crazy. It is absolutely crazy if you don't have a plan or strategy and how to deal with that. Um, Same thing you talked about the credit cards. Um, I, I don't have an issue with credit cards. I think they're an amazing tool. But do we know how to use them responsibly? And are we teaching young people how to use them responsibly? Use it, pay that balance in full every month. Are we teaching kids how to do that? And that's really important because, you know, the habits that they have, you know, as young people, clearly it impacts you as you become a real adult. You know, I kind of call those those people kind of fake adults. Um, (laughs) And they want to pick the fun part of being an adult, too you know, um, but it can take a lifetime to dig out of some of those situations. Yes, absolutely. What you do on a college campus, you can spend the rest of your life digging out of that. Sean, you and I both know that sounds crazy. Four or five years should not impact you financially for the rest of your adult life. That's insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and, and that breadth for the listening audience of, of the generations that are coming out of high school, going into college, and for the generations that are coming out of college, going into the workforce, and you're not stepping into that entrepreneurship role, please do take all of the nuggets that Janai is sharing in regards to the debt, of, you know, the debt, the credit card debt, the loan debt, all of it, please do pay very close attention to that. So one of the other things I wanted to kind of tap in just a little bit, um, when we look over on the other spectrum where we have seen so many um, successful, wealthy, um, influential individuals attain levels of success. But what I want to ask is what is uh, one of the biggest mistakes that you've witnessed over your 25 years and working with many different uh, professionals, uh, the pitfalls that possibly could be avoided for what they did not do of what they should have done and how to avoid financial disaster when you do come into um, a, a level of wealth and acquisition. Mm. Um, love that question. Um, a few things come to mind, Sean. Number one, Um, where I see most people get in the biggest trouble is related to taxes. You know, all the money that you earn is not yours, period. Um, You have an obligation, federal and and state, or possibly states based on, you know, where you live and how you live. But I have seen taxes get people in really big trouble and put them on their behind because they are living their life based on the gross amount that they're earning versus this is what I've earned minus what I have spent for business purposes, my obligation to the government, and then the rest of the money is mine. Um, So taxes is one. Um, Number two is adjusting your lifestyle. And so um, as an entrepreneur, I see people who begin to make money and immediately begin to adjust their lifestyle up versus taking a minute and saying, wait a minute, let me get my footing. How much money do I need to have saved to feel comfortable? 
How much money do I need to have invested? What do I need to do to put a strong foundation in place versus just automatically, you know, bigger car, more vacations, bigger house, all this money going out again without putting that infrastructure in place. Second thing, third thing that's important, Sean, is money team. And this is for all of us. Whether you make $50,000 a year, you make $500,000 or $5 million a year, you don't realize it, but you already have a money team, but you're, you're not using them as a money team. And what I mean by that is, I'm assuming everybody has an insurance agent, you know, um, maybe someone is helping them do their taxes. You, you understand where I'm going with this? Like, absolutely. When, when you have money, you have to have the right support around you. You don't go to, you don't go to your dentist for your physical. You have a doctor team, you know, you're gonna, your dentist, probably your eye doctor, ophthalmologist, your general practitioner, money really works the same way. And we need to engage these people like a team. So um, that's critical to have the right people around you to have the right guidance. Um, and you have to be committed to saving, saving and investing. So I'm not just like a hoarder saving and your money isn't making money for you, but what I can promise you, Sean, the rain is going to come. Some people aren't impacted by the rain at all because they are prepared, they're equipped. Um, and there are other people, a little rain comes and it just washes everything away because they have not saved and prepared for the rainy day. The rain has to come. You need to be financially in a position to do that. I mean, if COVID hasn't taught us anything else, Sean, COVID certainly has taught us that. Think about the number of businesses in the first few months of COVID in 2020 that were gone. Why? No cash reserves. They either didn't have money or they didn't have the ability to borrow money. Yeah, statistics were high. Absolutely. 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 And it's like that's you're living on the edge. You're living as if there's never going to be a bump in the road. There has to be a bump in the road because that's just how life works. Wow. Amazing. You've been in business over 25 years now. What is one of the things that you are most proud of that you've done working with uh, companies and also your clients? Um, what am I the most proud of? Um, a, a couple of things. Number one, um, it, it's just been an honor and privilege to have an amazing team you know what it means to me to um have a team of just amazing folks that either we've hired right out of college or you know maybe we're their second or third opportunity but just really to see young people develop I love 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 that we've had several people who no longer work with us anymore who've gone on to start their own firms um, their own companies. I strongly encourage that here. You know, I understand that we are probably a step on, in someone's journey and have spent a lot of time helping people transition from us as they get ready for their next opportunity. So that, um, that has been huge. Um, you know, I work primarily in the entertainment industry 
And just to be a part of that community, you know, helping people manage their money, you know, every dime artists make, you know, if they're a client, we, we run their businesses and their personal lives and to be able to give them that peace and that security and that safety so they can focus on their craft, um, you know, has been nothing but an, an honor to be able to do that. So, um, you know, I've never dreamt or wanted to work in the entertainment industry, I literally kind of fell into the business, but um, it has been a magical ride. And I'm just happy to have been able to contribute my part um, on people's journey. Amazing. That's awesome. And we are almost at the very close of our segment. And so this is perfect timing because you're segueing right into how I normally close the segment. I love asking all of my guests if they could leave the platform with a word of inspiration or encouragement to the listening audience. If there's one word you could share with the listening audience, what would that one word be as we walk into this new year of 2022? Um, prepare. I, I, think I, this should be, I think this should be a season of preparation for folks. I love that, prepare. And, and let's put that in let's put that in all caps. Can we do that? Can we put prepare in all caps? Yeah. I love that. I, I love it. I love it. So now as we are getting ready to close, could you please share with the listening audience how they may partner with you, how they may connect with Envision, and how others may find you to be a guest on their show? If you could please share that with the platform before we close the segment. Certainly, Sean. So um you can certainly engage with us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, it's Janai, J-I-N-I, Thornton, T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. You can find me on all platforms at Janai Thornton. And then for our Thank Me Later community, um, that's um, on Instagram at Thank Me Later. Um, ThankMeLater.money is our website. So please engage with us. And um, thank you so much for having me, Sean. And Happy, happy new year to you. And um, I know this is going to be an amazing 2022 for you. Wow. I expect it. And thank you for that as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sean Inspires podcast. As always, do share it with your community. And as I always close out, do stay strong and stay inspired. Until next time. Bye now. <laughs>